Welcome to the Yanagita Podcast Show, episode number seven. I'm your host and got questions from you folks. Thank you guys for sending in your questions. And before I go into it, if you guys want to send your question, send it to Yanagita Podcast at gmail.com. Good afternoon and welcome to the show, gang. So first question I want to answer comes from Asia. How did you start your gym? Finances, college, and the advertisement. And this is a good question because um, a, a lot of people do ask, how did you start? Because I remember you in high school or middle school or you know, remember me doing my crazy lifestyle. <laughs> So I guess I'll start back, answer that first question before I start going off on tangents is I started off with 59 bucks, pure finances, 59 bucks in my bank account. I remember coming home and looking at my checking account and thinking to myself, dang, well, okay, I don't have that much resources, so I need to be resourceful. That led me to go pick up a kettlebell and a speed ladder, both which we still have to this day, which I purchased in 2013. It's, if you're at our gym, it's that odd colored 20 pound kettlebell and the really beat up looking ladder, speed ladder, yellow ladder. Bought it from, uh, picked up something from Sports Authority and then the other piece from Craigslist and dang, that's how we started financially. And we just started, right? It was all donation-based. It was purely donation. And I remember having a bucket out, asking people if anybody would like to donate after they worked out. That'd be awesome. 100% of it would just go literally right back into <laughs> equipment, whether it be dumbbells or medicine ball, things of that nature. And I remember the first time someone donated $5 for a workout. I remember I looked at that $5 thinking like, wow, someone just gave me $5 for doing what I love and sharing fitness and health and delivering a workout. And that was huge because that kind of gave me spark and hope because in the very beginning, there were many times that no one showed up. Actually, the first workout I ever had at 114, oh, I don't want to say the whole address, but my friend's garage, nobody showed up, zero people to work out. And I remember my fiance girlfriend at the time was there with me and we had waited for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, the whole hour went by, nobody. You know, I didn't want to share my feelings at that very moment, but I was probably sad, confused. What do I do? A whole bunch of thoughts went in my mind, like thinking, should I be doing this? Is this the path that I should be following? 
And sure enough, the following Saturday, we would only have workouts four times a month, every Saturday. I think it was at 9.30 a.m. And I remember thinking to myself, even the second workout, one person showed up. And I was stoked because that one person meant that there is some value in what I'm providing. Just that one person. And that was Coach Tyler's mother, Carlene, 2013 or 14 at the time. And we just kind of kept going from there. And during that process, that first year and a half, year and a half, that's a long time. Well, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that long. But when you're taking it day by day, week by week, 18 months is a long time to be doing something for free. Volunteering time, energy, and going purely off of donations. And after 18 months, I had a solid group of four people showing up. <laughs> and they're still with us to this day. Coach Taylor, or Taylor, who is now Coach Taylor, Joey, who is going to Washington State. I think he was a junior or senior at the time in high school. Carol, who is now Coach Carol, and Carlene, Tyler, Coach Tyler's mom. So it really started with those four people in the very beginning. And it's so humbling to always remember that. And to never take that for granted, because that is the origin. That is our grassroots. And I never, ever want to forget, want to always remember how the beginning was, to never take anything for granted today. Zero people showed up at least, I mean, I would say like, at least 20 weeks, 20 times that we had zero people show up. And a lot of times that it was easy to want to stray off from the fitness path. But nonetheless, here we are. Second part of the question, college education. Okay, great question. This part, this was a good one too. So for college I had dropped out of college. I had attended KCC, Kapiolani Community College in Oahu. And this is where my trials and tribulations really started to get going. I had a major addiction problem. I was drinking alcohol all the time. I was doing drugs that I shouldn't have been doing. Hanging around negative friends, if you guys already heard the story, you guys already heard that story. I won't go into the full details because it's in the previous episodes. But I ended up with a 0 0.9 GPA in college. <laughs> 0 0.9 GPA in college. I had straight Fs and one D. So with that said, I remember talking to my family and parents. They were confused what was going on. Of course, at that age, 19 years old, I didn't tell them what was going on in my lifestyle and all the things that I've been doing. Of course not. At that time, 
I was waking up at the crack of noon every day, crack of noon. <laughs> Nobody gets anything major done waking up at the crack of noon. If they do, show me. Anyway, that was the same time I was also told I wasn't going to see my 30th birthday. And I had either two choices, according to my doctor, who is one of the most respected doctors in her field in the state of Hawaii. To take a pill for the rest of my life at the age of 19, with the consequences if I miss a day, that the pill, or excuse me, the condition would worsen to cancer if I had missed a day or two from the pill. Now at 19 years old, I definitely was not responsible. I would forget things. I would not do certain things and let alone take a pill that meant life or death. So that wasn't an option. The next option, other option was to go through surgery and remove and replace my liver with someone's healthy liver. Now, obviously that wasn't an option for me too. 19 years old, didn't have any money. So we fought and we fought and we fought. We would ask the doctors about going the holistic path, eating healthy, exercising, sleeping, doing all the right things, getting sunlight, vitamin D, lowering stress. And she simply had said, that doesn't work. It's futile. And I remember feeling despair, absolute despair, because that initial doctor's appointment, I had caught three buses from my dorm to get to my doctor's office. Three buses, and I was probably hungry. I probably hadn't eaten breakfast because I was so anxious to hear the result. And as soon as I heard that, I'm not gonna live to see 30, just a chill went down my spine. Once I left the building, I broke down in a despair especially after being told that lifestyle changes will have no impact in the long term. Now, that is definitely not a way to go. And without getting too deep into that, we're going to move on. <laughs> if you want to hear the rest of that story, I believe it is on our YouTube channel or a previous podcast. We can link that. The advertisement. How do we grow to where we are? Advertisement. This is a great question. Obviously, we don't have any money at the time. I just spent it 59 bucks on equipment. And I might have gotten 5 or $10 a week from donations in the beginning. 
all of that would go straight back into equipment and it would be word of mouth. The majority of our gym is word of mouth. Oh, I apologize. I just thought about something. I didn't even answer the question about education. I only talked about the origin. So after I dropped out of college, I left Hawaii and traveled all the way to Orlando, Florida to go to a trade school called the National Training, I'm sorry, the National Personal Training Institute, NPTI, where on episode two on the podcast, I believe, I interviewed my professor and mentor, Mr. Chris Williams, and that had forever changed my life. You know, I, I want to go deep into that. I already went, we already went deep into that. And please check out podcast episode two, go more deep into that. So that was the education portion. Basically summarizing, it's a 500 hour training program, very practical, hands-on working with all different types of people, scenarios, cancer, hypertension, pregnant, senior, all types of ages and backgrounds to best prepare us for the real world. And I'm so thankful for that school and the opportunities and lessons. Jumping back to advertisement. Yes, most of it is just really just word of mouth. I mean, even to this day, most of it's word of mouth. People will say, hey, man, I really enjoy working out here. And, you know, if you come with me, they're going to take good care of you. You know, it's like a family. You're going to get healthy. You're going to have more energy. You're going to get results. But the main thing is it's a family. Everyone's so open and welcoming. And if you're listening to this podcast, I want to gift you a two-week trial at our gym. Just come on down. Check us out. Yanagitafitness.com. Check it out. Check it out. Advertisement, mostly word of mouth. Of course, a little bit of social media here and there, but the majority is word of mouth. Maui is especially a community where it's who you know. So building relationships is super important, right? Taking care of every single person that comes in is huge. That's huge. So with that said, our coaches are also very grassroots as well. Our current team either had worked out with us at, at the gym, was a paying member themselves, or a word of mouth referral. And that's what it was. And that's what we still look for to this day is that we always choose people based on how they treat others. Do they treat others with respect? Do they have a caring and loving personality where you know that they're going to take care of people? Are they humble, right? Or are they more cocky and arrogant? Humility is huge. 
the willingness to learn and maintain an open mind. And the reason why I look for those things is because the skills of coaching, understanding and articulating exercises and leading workouts are all very teachable through practice and repetition if they have the humility and an open mind. That's basically the gist of how did we start our gym? Hopefully that answers your question. All right, moving on. What are some fun facts? Fun facts, okay. So <laughs> some people might think it's weird, but I feel very liberated and happy when I do this. I love going to restaurants and cafes by myself. And sometimes people might look at me, especially waiters or waitresses, they might ask, oh, can I get you a table or, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> they might initially look, oh, just yourself. I said, yes, just myself. And the reason why I love it is it allows me to be present. And there's just something about the ambiance of smaller cafes and restaurants, maybe the in the whole restaurants and cafes that are a little bit less known. Maybe they're local, but nonetheless, they're in the hole. And typically the service is really good. The food is really good. And that's another word of mouth thing as well, right? Because in the hole cafes and restaurants, it's gotta be word of mouth or we wouldn't be able to go there. So that's a fun fact. I like to go to cafes and restaurants, smaller cafes and restaurants by myself and eating a healthy and delicious meal of either, I'm a simple guy, eggs and maybe some potatoes or veggies or something like that with some black or green tea or coffee. <laughs> Sounds kind of weird, but that's a fun fact about me. Another one, dang. I love anime. I'm a huge anime nerd, gang. I probably have consumed and put in and watched over a thousand plus episodes and manga chapters <laughs> throughout my life. If you're listening, you might be familiar with some Dragon Ball Z, Naruto. Oh man, Naruto. Dang, man. If anybody wants to ask future questions about Naruto anime or Dragon Ball, dang, there's some Rasengan. One Punch Man, Haikyuu, dang, Volleyball Man. That's the most intense sport anime I probably watched in Ace of Diamonds. Some good stuff. I love reading mangas too. I mean, I do a lot of development reading, personal and professional. I try to, I try to clip a book a week. But at the same time, I do like my pleasure reading as well, too, because this is how I started to learn English. I, could, I had a very hard time reading books in the very beginning. And I remember my frustration was with Harry Potter because I was stoked and pumped to get the book. But then I had realized I needed to read the book to understand what's going on in the story. 
and I don't believe I fully read the entire book. I read maybe parts of it, skipped parts of it, and just watched the entire movie. Interesting fact about books is I never read a book cover to cover until probably three years ago, three or four years ago, because I had that limiting belief and limiting thought process of, well, Japanese is my native language, English is my second language, and I used it as an excuse and I never took responsibility for the fact that we all can get better. We can all develop our skills. We can become more articulate, more punctual, all these things, right? But anyway, the anime. If you guys are anime fans or, oh, oh, Korean dramas, dang. That's another really good thing too that my fiance got me into when we first started dating and we still watch here and there from time to time. Fun facts. Another one. I love jujitsu. Can't get enough of it. I mean, never mind the lessons that you get from it. I mean, of course, you're going to get massive benefit from the patience, overcoming difficult situations, being pinned down in a mount position, right? Overcoming that initial claustrophobia mindset of someone sitting on you, being sucked into side mount, the shoulder and the pressure, the respect and the humility that we get. A smaller, younger, older, regardless of what it is, a smaller person, beating us up and making us tap out that's that's humility or if you're not a humble person it can be humiliating but if you are it's just a humble moment and i started it back in 2008 just like a previous episode i believe it's in episode five talked about the jiu-jitsu and how it saved me from bullying and possibly from ending my life because of the bullying, I was depressed. By 2008, I started training. All the way up until about 2016, when the gym had just started. The most difficult thing, well, I shouldn't say that. One of the most difficult things that I had to do was put what saved my life on hold to take a break from jujitsu. Gosh, that was really hard. 2016 but i am so happy to say that i just started training again recently oh and the heart is really happy so that's a big thing as well another thing that's a fun fact is i just love the beach I mean, I can just sit there, not even go in the water, and just watch the water crash and move. And the birds fly above the water, looking at the mountains, and just absorb the tremendous benefits and be in a state of gratitude, right? Because it's so easy to start getting sucked in 
to the busy life, the day-to-day -day lifestyle of grinding, right? 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. It's very easy to just get sucked into that. And to be able to take a moment and just absorb the energy from the ocean and mother nature, it's a beautiful thing. So with that being said, gang, fun facts. I'm trying to think of one more fun fact for you guys. Oh man, I, I don't know if you guys remember this, but sumo grips, oh my goodness. I was a massive sumo grip fan. Like, I just love the way those sumo grip pencils would feel. And it had to be a particular 0 0.5 millimeters. The fineness of the, of the, I guess, lead. When you write with it, it was just so beautiful. 0 0.5. And it was a blue sumo grip. The blue one. Dang, I miss those things. I don't even know if they have that anymore. But there we go, guys. If you guys have any questions, please send them to yanagitapodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. You know, and for you listening to this, I want to just send my energy. It is a beautiful day today. I got an epic workout with the team, one of our coaches' birthdays. I really want to just send my love and gratitude to you listening to this because I love you and I appreciate you. And I am thankful that you are listening to this, sharing the word, sharing what we do. And that's through your smiles, your love, your positive energy. Until next time, gang, until next Monday. Stay healthy and keep on fighting sickness with fitness.